Hi guys, I'm Kobe. And I'm Andrew. Welcome back to Uncut, the podcast where we get to talk to Hawaii's creatives, entrepreneurs, and change makers. And it is Christmas, Christmas week. week. Crazy. What it a year. It's so huh? crazy. Are yeah. you ready? <laughs> no, we just talked about how we're still shopping. Um, I know. Yeah, it's an been exciting like a more crazy Christmas season, I feel like, yeah, this year it, more than any. And the year just went by so fast. I swear we were just eating Thanksgiving dinner. And then now it's Christmas week. I know. Do you have any exciting plans? Um, not really around Christmas, mm-hmm. but this is the big week that Hometown Legends premieres. Oh, yes. And I know we talked about it in some other podcasts, but this is basically a documentary film that Nainoa Langer and I and team um, put together. And we're, we're putting together like a private um, community screening for the first time ever. I've never had like a movie premiere. So it's happening on the 20th and the 21st. And yeah i'm I'm excited i'm excited it's it's been a project that you've been looking for and then you found this year and then you've been working on it and it's 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 been amazing to see the progress and i'm stoked to see it yeah i mean it's it's also like uncut you know how it just kind of it was an idea for a while Mm -hmm. and then we just like executed and then it happened really fast like Mm -hmm. i was thinking we only start had that conversation earlier this year like in march yep and then it quickly it was around the same time as the podcast Mm -hmm. and then now you're premiering and then we're wrapping up this season and year and yeah it's exciting it's been a really good year that's awesome how about for you um i got married in september (laughs) that was a great trip you know just kind of get away um honeymoon and whatnot and not only was that great for me personally you know with megan and whatnot but then on the business side of things it was it was cool just to you know kind of like a proof of concept that you know i can be away and the companies can run without me for a long time yeah for like we a were, month yeah we were gone for a month and i didn't do any work like mm-hmm. i put up my laptop and i was like nah mm-hmm. can't do it yeah uh, so that, that was nice that was very cool and yeah just just i think the big thing this year not only did i get married and i i have another appreciation for like the wedding industry too because like we define weddings kind of just like got a lot of momentum this year mm-hmm. um and you know like for me that's very special because i started in the wedding industry and you know i wanted to come back somehow and um yeah it's, it's been a, it's been a great year and the, the, i love the wedding industry so much yeah this year has really been like ba- we're back mm-hmm. <laughs> after covid mm-hmm. because 2020 was rough obviously for a lot of people and then 2020 one was kind of like climbing back out Coming of it back, yeah, and then and now this it's was like, like boom feels so good <laughs> yeah. to be back and uh, at events and things uh-huh. like that yeah. yeah i met a lot of people in this um awesome industry you know we're all like family here and you know like mm-hmm. you you know i work with you you became my mentor we became friends partners now and um we actually both know today's guest through the wedding industry as well i know she's the godmother of the wedding industry in hawaii yeah tana dang she's the former owner of the wedding cafe um which back when we i started we started it was a gigantic thing it was like back in the day when there's like expos were a big thing mm-hmm. and magazines and it, workshops driving yeah uh-huh. like the whole community just like came mm-hmm. together yeah we talked about uh you know during the episode we talked about how like tana really like kick-started like building this wedding mm-hmm. community and industry and um yeah it, it's it's so crazy how far you know sh- how far she's evolved because mm-hmm. like you were saying like the tana that you knew mm-hmm. and the tana we talked to mm-hmm. yeah definitely different yeah she's she was my business mentor mm-hmm. i mean she was a lot of people's mentors and she is so 
hungry and like goal driven. She was amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. she is amazing. Mm-hmm. She's there's not many business women that I know that are as like clear, focused, work harder than she does. But as we find out today, she's a completely completely different businesswoman today uh-huh. and I love this version of her. It was very inspiring and I can't wait for you guys to listen. Tana, welcome to Uncut. Thank you. I'm so excited ex- to be here. Oh my Thank gosh, I'm being so here. excited. I feel like we haven't seen each other for years. We haven't because of the pandemic. I don't think we've seen each other maybe in like three years. I know, but I've or known longer, you yeah. for like almost 20 years. I know. You got taller. <laughs> Both of you did. Tyler's like, are you growing? It's like, I guess I could still be growing. I don't know. But yeah, thank you so much. We're excited to catch up. So I first met you back in like 2005. Yes. um, When you're at the wedding cafe in Manoa. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, tell us about kind of your journey and your career. I mean. So I guess my journey started... um, yeah, in the wedding industry. So before the Wedding Cafe, which is our first business that we had, I was a uh, journalism major at UH. Let's kick it all the way back there, okay? <laughs> so I was a journalism <laughs> major. And I knew I wanted to be in Hawaii. I went to school in University of Oregon, transferred back to UH, and I realized I really want to I really want to write and I want to be in Hawaii. But there's not a lot of local publications at that time. Mm-hmm. So I remember I researched, okay, funny or funny story, we kick it way back. I was dating <laughs> someone that was about 10 years older than me, and I went to a wedding. And I was about 22. And at that point, I thought, no one's getting married except for my cousins. So you don't really go to a lot yeah. of weddings. Mm-hmm. But when I went to this wedding, I thought, this is so cool. This is like Martha Stewart stuff. And I wanted to write about it. I wanted to caption it. I wanted to shoot it. I just wanted to be a part of it. So I researched every single local bridal magazine there was. And there was three. One was on Maui. And I said, no, I want to be in Honolulu. I want to be close to my family. There was another one that was kind of like average looking. And there was a third one called Hawaii Bride and Groom Magazine. Shout out to Julie. Yeah, Yeah, shout out to Julie. So I remember I uh, sent in my resume. People actually had like, you know, hard copy resumes back then. And I faxed it in. Uh-huh. I mailed it in, and then I <laughs> it was like, "What?" And then I emailed it, and I was like, "Oh, I don't even know if they're gonna get this." Um, and that was a Friday. Monday, I followed up. Wednesday, I interviewed, and Friday, I quit my job, and I started working at Hoy Bride and Groom the following week. So it was really escalated really quickly. I graduated from UH, and at that point, I went hardcore into the wedding industry, just getting to know every single photographer, videographer, which video was still kind of new back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I well, mean, I every single person. and like go yes. back to the whole, like your approach to getting this job, okay. because that I feel like is such a unique thing that yeah. I feel like I don't see that. And when I do yeah. see that, it really stands out. Yeah. So like you were saying, you like wrote a letter uh-huh. and went, <laughs> yep. you couldn't fax it in. Yeah, you like did all the steps and you knew I what did. you wanted. You know yeah. that I had to find I mean, a fax machine at Kinko's too. <laughs> Pay and then. You did the research. Yep. I'm sure you, it yep. was a super like, you had gone and like done all the research mm-hmm. on the vendors mm-hmm. and like the industry. Yep. yep, I did a lot of research because for me, and I think I learned this from an early age and it carries to now and I'm now 44, Opportunity is everywhere, Mm -hmm. everywhere. And the greatest 
gift that I saw was in the pandemic when we got to pivot and we had to pivot and we had to pivot again. Mm -hmm. I live for change. So opportunity is everywhere. And that's what I learned. So I could just go and I could have a regular nine to five job or I could really do something I love to do. And that's why I wanted to fight to work for the bridal industry. And that took me to the wedding cafe. The Mm -hmm. wedding cafe actually existed before. They were one of my clients in the magazine. They had started off and I love the concept. I love everything about it. I went there on the weekends and I would help them bust tables. And then when a bride would come in, I would just go and like hawk her and just talk to her about a wedding because I love weddings so much. Uh-huh. And I, I wanted to learn like why did some people want linen and some people didn't and some people wanted an outdoor wedding versus indoor. One person wanted a, a stretch limousine versus like a party bus. I wanted to learn all about that. And the previous owners of the wedding cafe, who funny enough, we work with to this day, um, they were more interested in the cafe. I was interested in the wedding side. So it was kind of this perfect marriage when they decided that they were going to sell and they were going to move. I said, I think I can do it. So at that point, I was loving the wedding industry and I was loving my job and I was loving the magazine. But I remember they showed me the numbers that we really think that you could be a business owner. I said, me, no way, I'm 25. I'm getting married in three months. And back then in 2004, weddings weren't these glamorous 20, 40 people in in Italy or somewhere like really beautiful. (laughs) Uh Now, we had 420 people at our Uh wedding. And I would say those 420 people, we knew maybe 40 of them. Everyone else was our parents, friends, and families and that's just the way you did it and we paid for everything on our own that's just how it was back then so i had no money i had no business experience and i loved my job so it was really hard for me to make this decision but through their coaching and through their guidance they said here's really where we think you can go with the wedding industry so they showed me the numbers I didn't have a clue what I was looking at but I said okay (laughs) I'm going to show it to my trusty advisors my dad and my two uncles all three of them said don't do it. Don't be a business owner. Work for the state. Get insurance. Get benefits. Get benefits, right? Was, you want um, long-term benefits. Dad and uncles, were they business owners? My dad was a business owner, yes. But they have all since went to work for other companies where mm-hmm. benefits were the big, big mm-hmm. buzzword mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Um, so, of course, I did what any 25-year-old would do. And I said, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I went against <laughs> everything that, that they had said. And now they're our biggest supporters. And through the Wedding Cafe, just fast forward, that's where I met you, Kobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the Wedding Cafe for 10 years. We, we grew it, we sold it in 2015, we grew and we are now part of Eden and Love. And we're it's crazy, we're 100% online. So we went from a brick and mortar channel to having a wedding coronation company, to having a wedding resource center, to adopting a village in Sri Lanka, to doing tons of different gives, to now just being centered and still and happy and content. And there's no other place I'd rather be, but I tell you what I learned is that opportunity is everywhere mm-hmm. believe that yeah yeah i love that back when you're doing the wedding cafe it was like i mean this is when i was new in the industry too we started our business in 2008 and it was like this giant beautiful amazing community that you created yeah. that yeah. you like you curated mm-hmm. and curated that beautiful industry and it there's no way that the wedding industry today would be what it is without the wedding cafe yeah. and i think i mean for the ogs who are part of it it was just like this magical yeah. time you know <laughs> that we we'll always yeah, right. think about yeah because yeah. my senior in high school i was like reaching out to everyone so i would like 
Facebook message Kobe like <laughs> yeah. Kobe please please <laughs> I messaged Kyler messaged everyone mm-hmm, at the wedding mm-hmm. cafe and I would always go and just look at you know the shelf with yes. all the vendors uh-huh. look we at had all their painted stuff that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so sick and like you know I met you Olivia everyone there and mm-hmm. I was just like oh my gosh it's such a cool community mm-hmm. and I think that was like the biggest part for me it was like the community aspect yeah. of it mm-hmm. and, yeah like till this day I love the industry so much and yeah. I always tell people like the wedding industry in Hawaii is like so special because it's it's a community and you know it's so small yeah, here and, yeah yeah everyone yeah. loves each other and supports each other and Literally. you created that pretty yeah. much you know and you Thank like you. from yeah. that to like the workshops and all the connections oh, yeah. uh-huh, everything you did oh, so those much <laughs> those yeah. all the workshops <laughs> an event every every week yeah. a huge event not a small event either yeah, yeah it's like a yeah. big one what yeah. was your di- big takeaway from the wedding cafe um i think exactly what you hit on andrew was um creating the community Yes, of course, we wanted a place for brides and grooms to come to find really awesome qualified vendors, of course. But but underneath all of that is I really want to create a community. That was the one thing that when I went in, I felt was lacking. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of small business owners, but nobody collaborated. Everyone was scared to share ideas. Mm-hmm. And that to me is is just is such a faux pas because if we can learn to work together, we can raise the bar. I believe that 100%. Elevate the industry, yep. So I remember we used to have these workshops with one photographer, one videographer, one florist, one efficient every single week for eight weeks. And it was torture because brides would have to come every single week to talk to one photographer and then the other photographer and then the other. So I said, let's just try to group it all together. Doesn't that make sense? And I remember there was so much resistance. In fact, videographers would say, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want to be part of the workshop. I'm going to pull out of the wedding cafe. I remember that. And yeah. at 26 now, okay, so it's like a year in. Like, oh, no, no. It no. was really scary yeah. because you you don't, I, I didn't know if that was the right decision. Well, so what it is, so what it was, so yeah. say you had like six videographers. Yep. And so everybody would go up and show their work in yep. front of the other videographers uh-huh. and all, and all the, the brides. And, 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 couples, and the yeah. other vendors, yeah, yeah. and other, other videographers. So that was always kind of scary. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a videography showcase, the first one we did, where we had two videographers fight physically like they were like Stop. yelling at each other yes i won't say their name because we're recording but i don't even know if they're still in business but i had to take them outside and i said what is going on but it was because this one videographer worked for another videographer before and he used the clip that was actually his wedding uh, so tricky. i can see yeah. how it would get a little oh, bit yeah. complicated mm-hmm. and and that taught me a lot but instead of saying i know what's best I, it was all about listening and engaging and and collaborating. Mm-hmm. What do you think we can do better? Because mm-hmm. here's what I think is going to be best for the bride and grooms. But what do you think is going to be better? Mm-hmm. So when you listen with that kind of open heart and open mind, only good things can come out of it. And I tell you, by the end, fast forward nine years, the workshops were the best. Right? I mean, it was mm-hmm. so much uh-huh. fun, and it was calibrated, it was synced, it was intentional. I mean, brides came to book, mm-hmm. and ultimately, that's why these vendors were part of the wedding cafe. But for me, the biggest goal was to create a community. Mm-hmm. I knew that videographers needed to pair with videographers and photographers need to pair. And now it's really cool because I can see friendships that have blossomed from the wedding cafe. Oh, totally. And it's really cool to see and florists help other florists and, and then wedding coordinators help other florists, mm-hmm. you know, just with yeah. their weddings. And just the whole community. That's, yeah. that's like really we what said, we needed. There's so many weddings that are happening in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. There's like not enough videographers yeah. to like service all of these exactly. couples, you know. So and because you created that community, like. Kili E, Eric from Imagine Works, like yeah. 
like all of these guys are still my friends to, yeah. to this day. Yeah. yeah. And like we would help each other mm-hmm. out. So like mm-hmm. you said, elevate. You're elevating. Yeah. You're rising the tide for exactly. everybody. You mm-hmm. know. And you're helping the brides. Yeah. You're helping the future brides. Because yep. even if I can't do your wedding, I know someone amazing totally. who can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that person is going to have a great experience. And that's why more people are going to want to stay and get married in Hawaii. And that is what is going to create the future for our children. Mm-hmm. And when you think bigger like that, only good things happen. Yeah. yeah I feel I think- like any industry too you can like you could see that absolutely being beneficial to any industry yeah absolutely but it takes someone that actually wants to listen Mm -hmm. engage and not think about themselves Mm because you really have to think about the bride and the groom the vendors what people want it's a lot of coordination Mm -hmm. so after 10 years for me i was like you know what i'm 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 good. Like yeah. I feel yeah. everybody is good and mm-hmm. everyone will continue on. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Mission accom- I nice felt at peace with yeah. myself. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I love that because I think the big thing about that too is you created that change that everyone needed. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was like so comfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, you came in, created that change and now everyone's like community. So yeah. I love good. that. I love good. that. Yeah. I, I would say it's still like that to this yeah. day. Good. Yeah. Like, I'm glad to really, hear that. Yeah. Because I think I mean, we, it's been 14 years for me, but even there's been like newer companies that like started since then, but then there was already this like foundation that was started. So it's like, Mm -hmm. if somebody came in and was being very like hard to work with or difficult or being like kind of closed, yeah, 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 then the rest of the industry is like, uh, listen, yeah, 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 that's something, I mean, it's still that way now, but so many years has passed, right, mm-hmm. since the wedding cafe. And so it's like, I almost feel like we're lacking that now. Yeah. There's so many new vendors. And yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm new. I would consider myself new in the wedding industry now because I just started the company. But it's just like, I've been in the industry for so long. So mm-hmm. I got to experience all of that. And yep. it's like, now as a business owner, I'm like, I, we have not, no resource or anything yeah. like that. So. And you start it. I'm, 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 and I, you I start it. I'm, so, I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> That's a hint. So we brought you here to consult on yeah, the yeah. wedding cafe part two. We have an idea. Yeah. It's going to be the wedding bar. The <laughs> wedding bar. Yeah. Uh, everyone grew up. Yeah. Uh, so what year did you start Eden then? So Eden and Love started on, okay, so when we were in Manoa Marketplace, that's where the wedding cafe started Mm -hmm. originally. We were there from 2005 into 2008. In 2007, we opened our second location at Ward Warehouse. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was going to be gangbusters because we're talking Ward, right, versus Manoa Marketplace. (laughs) I remember we took about a month to open everything up and we painted the door green. We had shelves. We brought duplicate binders, you know, of all the photography stuff and everyone's cards and I remember it was November 15th and we opened up doors and it was crickets. There wasn't even like two cars in the parking lot. I was like, where is everybody? So just having a wedding resource center with sandwiches and salads, it just, it wasn't going to fly to pay rent. It was a lot more expensive to be at war than at Manoa. Mm -hmm. That's when we started to bring in a few accessories. So prior to being in journalism, I was heavy retail. So luckily I was able to work at Town & Country and I learned a lot about buying. With that, my sister and I went to LA and we found a bag full of, I mean, literally, you know, like we're hand carrying everything back because we don't pay for shipping. (laughs) Necklaces, some earrings, a few handbags. 
And that's how we started. Mm. And people would buy a purse, say for $40. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, you made $40 versus selling like eight tuna sandwiches. So we're like, okay, this is kind of working. Then we brought in one little rack of clothing, all solids. We didn't want any prints, nothing crazy, no details, just super like tent dress solid. (laughs) And people would have to go upstairs to Tron in our loft where we had like our mayonnaise bottles. Yeah, Yeah, the the tuna. And then Bryson's like, you know, no, you can't go upstairs. Someone's changing. And and we would sell them a dress again for like $40. And we're like, we could either make five turkey avocado sandwiches or sell one dress. There's no waste. There's no spoilage. There's no real labor. I mean, really, you know, what goes associated Mm -hmm. with food. So we thought this is really where to go. So Eden started to grow slowly, 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 really organically. And then it kind of became this mix i would say almost a little bit of a of a battle but that's where the opportunity comes in where all of these wedding vendors are like hey what's going on with us retail because now we have like a small footprint for wedding resource vendors and so much retail but what they weren't seeing which i was seeing was that our brides became shoppers and our shoppers became brides Mm -hmm. we decided to cross pollinate our own audience which was amazing the synergy that we had so a lot of people that were not even getting married yet but then got engaged already knew about the wedding cafe so we didn't have to advertise for ourselves and vice versa people that were already getting married love the retail side so they become lifelong customers of eden love so that's when we took over two spaces and we dubbed eden love its own name eden love and that was in 2009 Wow. I'm like having flashbacks right now. Yeah, so like, I like right? see it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then we had one space, two, we knocked on the wall, right? Yeah, yeah, you were oh there gosh. for all of it. Yes, and then we would go to the wedding cafe for a client <laughs> meeting and just end up shopping uh-huh. and end up staying there for the whole day. Exactly, that's exactly what it was. So the cross-pollination was there and that was the opportunity that we saw having a retail store, but being in Ward. If we didn't have the retail component, we could not have stayed at Ward as the mm-hmm. wedding cafe. Mm-hmm. We just didn't generate enough revenue to be able to do that and again it took you realizing and seeing and seizing that opportunity yep you're like honestly like we talk about this all the time like (laughs) we're just like problem solvers constantly evolving and changing new problems solving new problems solving but you're like Honestly, when I think about like a mentor or somebody that I really respect and look up to, it is you. Like oh, you are my you. Oprah for business, yeah. you know? Thank you. Because just an example like that, it's just like, well, we want to be here. We think we should be here. We deserve to yeah. be here. We need to problem solve. How do we mm-hmm. make more money mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. to keep this going? And I think that's a really good point. When you say problem solvers, we are all problem solvers. I love problems so i think that's one thing when you yeah when you kind of get into the mind and you have that paradigm shift like a problem bring it on right Mm -hmm. because then Uh you can create all the opportunities and seize everything there if you don't have problems and you're just kind of coasting you're if your mind is the same as 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 probably all of ours, you start to get bored. And you know what happens? Yes. You create problems. Yes. You yeah. start to pick yeah. fights yeah. with people. You start to nitpick uh, yourself, right? And uh-huh. there's no good in that. Mm-hmm. So I love problems. And again, that's why I go back to the pandemic was the biggest problem, mm-hmm. but it was the greatest revelation for, for us. Okay, so let's work up to that. So you okay. had Wedding Cafe, yep. Eden in Love, mm-hmm. and then sold the Wedding Cafe. Sold the Wedding Cafe, right? Just yep. like we talked about community. Mm-hmm. I, felt, I felt I accomplished all the goals that I wanted to. Um, our roster was huge for vendors. We went from everyone paying in the beginning was $490 to by the time we sold, it was $5,500 a year mm-hmm. because we infused so many, so many new value points, mm-hmm. right? Um, our workshops were gangbusters. That's what I really wanted. I wanted a place that brides would know if I'm getting married, I gotta be a part of those workshops. Mm-hmm. So that was a really big deal for me um, and community. 
That was mm-hmm. the last thing. I really wanted to make sure I left with a sense of community. Mm-hmm. So after all those things were done, I felt, okay, I think it's time for the next iteration mm-hmm. of, of, of me or of the wedding cake to come, to come through. Mm-hmm. And that's when we decided to sell. And that was also a big problem <laughs> because selling a business is not as easy as, you know, mm-hmm. selling an NFT, even though people say yeah, that's yeah. really hard, or <laughs> selling something on eBay, yeah, you know, yeah. or selling your car. It's it's complicated and it's messy and it's personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything is you. Everything this was is your you. first this was your first time in selling a business. Yeah. First business mm-hmm. and first time in selling it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know anybody, honestly. I'm sure I know some people who have sold businesses, mm-hmm. but I feel like because I was part of the wedding cafe and like friends with you, I was like, oh man, it's intense. It yeah. is intense. I remember yeah. hearing about that and I was like, whoa, like that is crazy. Yeah. Like how do you how do you that build something like and then like separate. you're able to like let go, you know? Yeah. 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 That's tough. Mm-hmm. That was the problem. I couldn't. Uh-huh. That was the problem. I think that was a real big thing for me, but that was the opportunity that I had to find, mm-hmm. right? Is how could I learn to separate myself? How could I find something new? to put all of my time in a tent. Like I needed a new puppy. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I need yeah. a new puppy or I would just go crazy. And uh-huh. yeah, that was a, another challenge that I had to face. Okay, so after selling, you have that one boutique, but then you end up expanding to many yes. more locations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what was so that So what like? we did is we uh, decided to focus solely on Eden Love. Like Eden Love was just growing so rapid. We couldn't even mm-hmm. believe the way that uh-huh. we were growing. And we were just doing... Um, clothing, accessories. We weren't even doing our own custom, you know, Heart of Eden stuff yet. So this was all just um, things that we would buy in LA, things we would buy at shows and we would private label. Mm -hmm. So we were doing really well. So we decided at that point that we were going to open up in Waikiki International Marketplace, Mm -hmm. Las Vegas, which is our big thing. And then we had South Shore Market, which was moving out of Ward Warehouse to actually be an anchor store for South Shore Market. That was in 2017. And we really decided that we were going to focus on team growing leadership mentorship and then expanding through all these stores and these retail channels so that's what we did and we decided we were going to be really aggressive about the way that we opened um and that was good we went on right we we completed all of our leases um but the challenges are always the people mm-hmm. always when you grow that, that way yeah. oh boy yeah, the height how mm-hmm. many employees did you have at probably Edenville? about 50 mm-hmm. 50 that's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah yeah and so you're not just worrying about yourself or your your business partner, you're worrying about like all your employees as mm-hmm. well too. So mm-hmm. that's amazing. So how, how did you navigate that? Oh boy. Okay. So what I learned, cause there's so many, like that's like yeah. a whole nother podcast uh-huh. series that we're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're just going to bring you back as our business people, consultant. People, <laughs> are, people are always going to be your greatest challenge. And yes. what I realized about myself is I cannot change other people. Mm-hmm. I can only change myself. Right. So what I realized is I had huge hopes and dreams for people. Yep. And when I share it with them, because I can share my vision, people will buy that vision. And they really quickly, they want that. They want that, like, they want all of that. But when they're actually doing the work, they're like, oh, shoot, I actually don't really want that. Ooh, I kind of want to, like, sleep in on weekends. Yeah, yeah, I actually yeah. don't want to work on holidays. I actually mm-hmm. don't want to help that customer. I actually don't want to park uh-huh. in my key. And, and that's their truth. That's their mm-hmm. truth. But that's where, again, just like the wedding cafe, creating that community, you got to be open. You have to be able to listen and engage. So my way isn't always going to be the best way. But this mm-hmm. is the vision I have for you of what mm-hmm. I think you could do if you decide to stay with Eden Love. This is what I can offer you. Now, whether they accept it or not is totally up to them, right? Mm-hmm. And we have to do everything we can to retain really good people. Mm-hmm. What I realized along the way is a lot of people, especially when I'm working with a younger generation, they don't know what they want yet. Mm-hmm. And they need time to explore. Mm-hmm. When I was picking them up straight up like 20, 21, 22, of course, because my idea, my vision is so big, 
that's all that they know mm-hmm. but they haven't yet explored they haven't gone backpacking they haven't traveled they haven't right. been to Disneyland on their own there's yeah, a lot yeah. of things that they need to do <laughs> they gotta yeah. live on their own and you realize wow they haven't had this experience yet and that was okay mm-hmm. so what I learned now stripping it all down closing my stores not having staff I, there's four of us now five including myself that's that's all there is I realize the mentorship will always be there, whether it's like this in a podcast or one-on-one with the team that I do have or with my sister or whoever it's going to be. But the me going one to many with 50 was not what I wanted to do anymore. Mm -hmm. And that was a big challenge. That was a problem because I opened these leases. I had these stores. Mm -hmm. I had all this inventory. Now, how was I going to scale it back? Mm-hmm. How was I gonna? How was I gonna pair back? How was I gonna tell my new community of retailers and my shoppers we're not gonna have a store anymore? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. man, people yeah. want that store. Yeah, they yeah, want yeah. to see, touch, feel everything. But uh-huh. yeah. when you're honest with people and you engage and you listen and you speak from the heart, no one can get mad. Exactly. Yeah. And Only even if they so. are, all they're mad is they can't buy your stuff in person. But there you know, you here's the options we can yeah, do. Yeah. So that's that's how I navigated through that. Was really figuring out what do what do I want to do. Versus mm-hmm. what do I want to do for this amazing person? Mm-hmm. What do I want to do for this next amazing Because there's a lot of amazing people out there. There will always be amazing people out there. But you can't. Okay, if we go to giving, if we're going to ever talk about yeah, giving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> One thing that I know for sure, throughout my 20s and 30s, I thought I can change the world. I can change the world. What I realize is now, you can't change the world, but you can change your world. Mm -hmm. And that's important Mm -hmm. because our world is the world, right? Mm -hmm. So you can just focus on your world and change the things around you and you will have the ripple effect on all the people that you are affecting. But when you try to go gangbusters and change the world, Mm -hmm. guess what happens? Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) A whole lot of nothing. A whole lot of nothing. Oh, yeah. That's the truth. That is really what I learned. That is the truth. Okay, so going back to like, okay, Eden and Love is like this giant, like everybody's like waiting for your sales and like yeah. lining up at the yeah. door. Yeah, for especially in the holiday season. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, you're back. I remember Friday. like the warehouse. Friday, yeah. yeah, yes, yes. So then, and then COVID happened. COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And then was that already like, was it kind of the opportunity that you're looking for to like scale all the way back? So, <clears throat> I had a weird year in 2019 already. I had the, I, I, I dubbed it myself the year of May. Yeah. Right? Because nothing was, everything was kind of coasting. If everyone can remember before the pandemic, before COVID, life was really good, right? It was fruitful. We're abundant. We're kind of fat in a way. Like we had good sales. We had good relationships. Everyone's making money. Like, mm-hmm. you know, interest rates, like everyone was kind of doing really mm-hmm. good. So I knew that the world needed to shake up a little bit because we were just coasting. It was, again, to the point where we started picking fights or nitpicking ourselves because there was nothing nothing, going on. Where's all the problems? (laughs) So here you go. Here's a huge problem, right? Now, COVID happened. Now, when COVID happened, I, we, no one knew what to expect. We didn't even know what we were doing. And mm-hmm. what do you mean we have to mask up? What do you mean we have to close ourselves? What do you mean? What, I don't even understand who we are. Like, are we a store that can stay open or we have to, it was, it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. So when we, yes, for everyone. So when we started to close, I remember the panic in my team. And I remember saying, I know what we can do. What we can do is we can go online. What we can do is we can message to our customers the truth. What we can do, and we started listing all things we can do versus things that we can't do. Mm Because the whole world is focusing on what we can't do. Mm -hmm. But what I knew Mm -hmm. is 
the ship has sailed of us going back to what it was before. That's mm -hmm. for sure. So instead of just waiting for a month and then waiting for another month to figure out when we can just reopen and go back to normal, what can we do to start to shift and to pivot and to change? For people like us, right? Pivot is like throw us yes, in. We're yes, like number we're one. We yeah, want to yeah, pivot. Yeah. We've been waiting for this pivot. <laughs> so we really started to pivot quickly with online sales. We thought we were going to go back and have our big Black Friday because our last Black Friday was our biggest one. We had it in the um, famous footwear space that was in Wars. It was mm -hmm. like a 16,000 square foot space. So it was like a crazy. mini department. Yeah, so it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. We rang all day from, so just to put into context, we rang all day from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. that night. And we had about, I would say about 900 sales, which is a lot because we're only a five registers at one point we flex up with some volunteers like it's it's a lot it's a lot of inventory we had people that stayed overnight from 5 p.m the day before it was four hours to get in four hours to check out like it was a wow. process so at the end it was our biggest best black friday ever but we were exhausted mm -hmm. it looked like we got looted after we looked around we're like there's like mannequins <laughs> on the floor it was everywhere. yeah it was bananas <laughs> so, there's like no courtesy so when Black Friday was coming again, the year of COVID, which is 2020, we thought, oh, man, what are we going to do? OK, let's open again. And we're just going to have a bigger space. We we were going to sign a lease for the borders, which is now that kid, kid city, kid zone. Oh, uh, yeah. you know, oh border. So it was upstairs, yeah. downstairs. We thought wow. everyone can social yeah. distance. It'd be super great. And then that second wave hit. That was September. And we shut down again. Mm. And we thought, man, we cannot be an Eden epicenter. We just can't be those people because our customers want to hug and they yeah, want to yeah, be yeah, close yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're close talkers yeah. and we're going to be trying on without masks and then we it's couldn't gonna do it it's going to be all over yeah <laughs> right so what was the one yeah. common yeah. event oh Eden loves black friday that would be the end of us so what could we do we decided we were going to go 100 percent online we didn't know what that looked like what that felt like we were literally rocking ourselves online on squarespace so we were like a blog site we didn't even Did you have, guys have any online before that v very little oh, okay. like 10 mm -hmm. items uh -huh. very little yeah. Because we are brick and mortar yeah, heart. Yeah. We are in person. We service. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what that's what we do. Mm -hmm. So when we flipped, again, we made a list of all the things that people would love about us going online and all the things that people would hate. All the things people would hate. All the things that people hated, we made a list of all the things that we could do to flip the switch of how they would love it. And we said, we're going to sell these codes. We're going to sell these codes for $25. What we're going to do for $25 is going to get $25 of merchandise, right? So it's going to be this holiday swag bag, this coaster, which, of course, we're not going to lose any money off of it, but it's going to be swag for them. So there's yeah. value yeah. there. With that, instead of just one day, like a pre-shop, one day of 50% off, we're like, what if we give them three Fridays? Three mm, Fridays. Oh, my God. Okay. We're like, but we got to spread out the sales. So with that $25, they got three Fridays before the actual Black Friday. They got swag, so they're not losing anything. We sold, we, I remember we put it on sale on our new site that we had. Just right, the code. We want just the code for yeah. $25. We woke up at about 8.30 in the morning. We already sold 1000 We're wow. like, oh my, we don't have enough swag. Yeah. We had like 500 <laughs> swag. What are we going to do now? To think of new swag. Problem. That was a problem, yeah. problem. <laughs> Throw me in problem. So what are we going to do next? Keep selling. Unless don't stop it. Keep selling. Keep selling. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Then by the end of the day, I think we had about 2,500 code holders. And we had to stop. We literally didn't have more new merchandise yeah, yeah, that we could give as our swag, which is a dumb problem to have, but it's a problem. Mm -hmm. So we thought, okay, let's not overdo it because now we need to have enough merchandise for these people. Okay, so day one comes. Remember what I told you from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. ringing all day about 900 sales, biggest Black Friday ever. Yeah. That first day comes where we're going online and it was from midnight to midnight, which also was a problem that we yeah. changed. Now it's 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Midnight, all of us are up. We're like, why are you like watching all these, you know, online <laughs> things are hard. coming in. It's like, bing, bing. it's just coming, coming. 
Within the first 15 minutes, we had a thousand and one sales. Oh, 15 wow. minutes. What? Of the first day, remember, because they get yeah, three, three Black Fridays. So yeah. you can imagine our sales that year probably tripled what we did on our biggest Black oh Friday uh -huh. ever. That's amazing. And we had less That's staff. Crazy. We had we could hold our inventory in our warehouse. Mm -hmm. I mean, but then new problems come up, right? Because how are we going to ship the shaka yeah. like board, this <laughs> yeah, yeah. cutting board, and then the thumbs and yeah. the fingers were coming off, and <laughs> and then we couldn't pack fast enough. We just couldn't pack fast enough. I remember going away. Everyone's in tears because it's just frustrating. You just we can't pack fast enough. We said give us ten days. It was like nine and a half days. Everyone's upset. Everyone's hungry because yeah. there's not, and there's not enough space for all the orders and. Like I said, Bryson dropped me off because we had to take a big order. So the order is probably the size of this table. So, I mean, like he has to, you know, put in the big truck because it's just so big. Uh -huh. And where do you put a thousand of this size orders? Yeah. How right. do you pack it? Yeah. We don't even have enough bubble wrap. Oh, we man. didn't have wow. enough. We didn't have enough toner. We didn't have enough paper to print in. Problem. Problem. <laughs> but throw me in. Yeah, throw yeah. me in. You got and so team meeting, team meeting, parents come in, Olivia, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's the issue? It was space. We didn't have enough space. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't any problems. But how do we find the opportunity? And mm -hmm. then at the end of the day, how do we talk about it? That's another thing I think that we've always done differently. We don't just have problems. We share the problems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about it on social media. We'll talk about it in emails. We actually launched this thing called Manic Mondays where we launched the three things that happened that went wrong that week. Ah. So people could hear about it and know yeah. about it. But it's the resolve. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day... We laughed like there was no tomorrow. Uh, you know, yeah. we, like, we just did we, that. Yes, yes. And that's the best part of it. But you have to be able to be transparent. Mm -hmm. And if that's going to be the space that you're going to live in, how do we lead in that space? If we are going to be opportunity seekers, how do we be the best opportunity seekers? Mm, I love that. Yeah. So what did you end up doing with all the space, the space problem? So that, so we had... We had Eden Elves that actually delivered. Eden Elves. So my dad oh, nice. would go and deliver in our white van and he would put like a those those reindeer ears oh, on the side and just deliver. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my gosh, All your the parents ones are like the literal best. The best. <laughs> Everyone that lived in Hilo, my dad, he just delivered seven orders in Hilo of the day because he lives in Hilo part time. Mm. Right. So he delivered there. Um, it, people would just take orders. Naomi, oh who would come God. and volunteer, you know, remember yeah, Naomi yeah, yeah. on? She would take my Kaneohe orders. Oh, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> are you serious? Wow. wow. That's it's the a community part. you built. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's always it. So how do we actually make it better? So now when we deliver people have like goodies for us and we're like don't yeah, give us yeah, any yeah, goodies yeah, yeah, yeah. like this it's is our problem uh -huh. yeah. but that's the best part of it and we create all of these new relationships and people appreciate the work that we put into it yeah that's amazing oh yeah. that's so good i mean yeah i'm sure if you're in retail like holiday season is like it, you know if it's not you shouldn't be in retail like that's your super bowl you should be training yep. for holidays all year round mm -hmm. that's what we always tell our people when we hire them so so you close all your spaces. All the leases were up. Yep. And then you yep. just got a big space somewhere? So I don't have a big space. I have a I have a small space that that we really, um, we space plan to fit what we need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so we yeah. have two at Ward that we have all of our orders and pickups and our back stock. And then we have our all of our online stuff mm. in one space but it was really it was it was scary and it was um uncomfortable to close the stores because that's all people know mm -hmm. me for mm -hmm. and need love for but i knew i knew in my gut it's what i needed to do i needed to create more space and time and distance from things from mm -hmm. projects mm -hmm. i needed to do that for myself i was too wrapped up in um helping everybody yeah and help solve all the yeah. problems because yeah. i can yeah. because i want to yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. 
and and I can. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can, yeah. why don't you? Yeah. yeah. But the more you do one thing, the more you're not doing something else. Mm-hmm. And I never knew what that something else was until I realized I've been married for 18 years and I barely spend time with Bryson outside of the business. Mm-hmm. So now when we travel, we're traveling for like a month at a time. That's mm-hmm. amazing. When I travel for that last month, when we went to Alaska and I, I saw two moose, by the way, which is Ooh. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> on an electric yeah. bike, because that's not me. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I know, right? I'm a different person. Yeah. When I came back, my dog was sick and she's my 14 year old chihuahua. And then you kind of reset and realize what are things that are important to you? Mm -hmm. And everyone's going to be different. Everyone's answer going to be different. But I think in my twenties and thirties, I was revving up so hard because I had something to prove to Mm -hmm. the world, to myself, to my parents, to my dad and my uncles who said I couldn't do it to, to everybody. When I realized nobody was like, you can't do it. Mm -hmm. I was the only one that was saying it to myself. Mm -hmm. So when I let all of that go, man, life just got so easy and it's freeing. Oh, I love that for you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have to, I didn't have to hunt anymore. Yeah. Cause you are totally right where you can do whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever, like give you a challenge. Like Tana will be the first one to finish that challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in the meantime, building this amazing community at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and helping everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But do you think that that kind of identity kept you there longer than you maybe wanted to? Like that identity of, of being like this amazing business person, amazing community builder, problem solver, like, um, you know, retail mom for all mm-hmm. these girls. Like, do you think it kept you there? Like that was part of who you thought you needed to be? I think that um, I was everywhere I needed to be for the exact amount of time. Mm. I was, I wasn't just giving and, and, and being the mom and, and being the mentor. I was learning and I was receiving at the same time. So everything happened as it needed to happen. Everything, mm-hmm. everything happened. And I don't think I would be ready for this time of my life 10 years ago. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, I don't think I'd be ready yeah. to just be like traveling for a month and namaste. I wouldn't be there namaste. at 34. <laughs> I wouldn't. No, I'd be on my, like sneaking in my laptop. Yeah, where yeah. Everyone's meditating, closing their eyes. And I'd be like sneaking in, like posting about whatever yeah, it looks yeah. like. And now it's like, it, no, I don't, I don't think anyone really, everyone really cares. And what I realized is everyone really cares about what they're doing. And that's a good thing. Because mm-hmm. I want you to care about your life and what you are doing. And then what can you do with the world around you? But we were so consumed with what everybody else thought. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is what started to devastate our souls. Like, it really started to eat at me. Mm-hmm. And I think it eat a lot of people when I feel like I have to be the best mentor. I have to help. One thing that I really realized is I don't need to monetize everything I love. Kobe, listen to that. You don't need to monetize everything that you love and everything that you're good at. Andrew, is that you too? We are getting no money for this. Let me. Yes. That's really what I learned. Because I'd be like, okay, I love to write. You should write a book. Oh, I love to talk. You should start a podcast. Oh, I love to buy clothes. You should have a store. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have to monetize every single thing that I love. I can actually just enjoy something as a hobby and i was like i don't know what those are because when you are a serial entrepreneur you think you yes, have to do yep. this and you have to make my and you have to give it to the world where i think what what i realize is sometimes the world doesn't want what we have and that's okay mm-hmm. it's okay they may and when you have that feeling inside of you that you got to launch something go for it 
mm-hmm. but I was launching so many things <laughs> that I was exhausting myself. Mm-hmm. And it was because I had this feeling that, but the world needs it. The world needs me. Truthfully, hey, we're kind of fine. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's cool what you're doing, and I like it. But no, I'm. I'm good. <laughs> and that's, wow, that and that's oh, cool. That yeah, but it's it's yeah, it's good. That's really something that I learned along the way. That's so good. I feel like we need to hear yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and lots of people yeah, in our world need people, to hear you that. You do not need to monetize everything. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to monetize everything that you love. Everything it can you just love. be something you love. Yeah. You know, and that's foreign so to good. me. Mm-hmm. That's really foreign. Mm-hmm. But you know what now? Yeah. I cannot just go to Daiso and find something that I like without thinking about how I can resell it. Like, that's crazy, yeah. right? That's a, that's a sickness that I have. So I got to just calm down. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. needed to. And, and I think just stripping a lot of things away helped me gain a lot more of things that I needed. I love that. So what are some of the things that you are excited about now besides going on one month trips and meeting moose and riding your electric bike. Oh, isn't that crazy? It's so crazy. I know. Two. two, I saw two. And at that moment, when I was freaked out that I saw the second one, my electric bike died. Oh, So that was even scarier. Yeah. Um, Things that I'm excited about now, I, I, I still love what I'm doing. I still love going in every single day and doing what I'm doing. I love that I can work with just my small curated team. I love that because... As I'm seeking opportunities and everything, I realized with my little team, with Olivia, we, we have this Eden house now that we bought, right? And we, it's a beautiful home and her family is on the top. She manages the bottom. So we have five rentals downstairs of awesome. these yeah, students. And it's incredible because it's an opportunity that I was able to give to her to live on her own, to be on her own, to manage a new project, to try something new. That was really cool. Uh, and working with her daily on that too. With Alyssa, it's this whole design side that she is now doing that has just taken off. So to be able to work with her on that and to create the foundation, the goal is one day Olivia can manage this house on her own. And maybe this is something that she would love to do. And Alyssa can manage this whole project of design on her own without me there. And Mm -hmm. just working with them on that is super cool. And it's something that we all love to do. And it's something that we can do just the two of us and just the two of us. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be one to many and I don't have to show off one or tell one. everyone about it. It's just, it's just something that we all love to do mm-hmm. together. Oh, I yeah. love that. That's amazing. And They're thriving too. Thriving. Like, man, like and Alyssa, like, sh- I mean, yeah. she was like, you're a little, you're I know, little my mini me. And, and now, now she's, she's just up. a me. Yeah. She's, <laughs> now just, she's just me. She is, you know, and it's, it's neat because something definitely shifted in our relationship too, where she was always my mini and mm-hmm. now she, she is definitely my equal. Mm, and when wow. we talk with each other, when we engage, even when we have lunch, I know it sounds funny, but she comes to the table, you know? Yeah. yeah no. And and, and it's huge. different versus like, okay, well, where do you want to sit first? And I'll just kind of sit around you because do, do you have water? Do you ever, you know? And yeah. that's, that's mm-hmm. how they are. Both of them are very much of service, but now they come to the table. Yeah. And I love that. I and love that. that's one thing that we do too. Every single day we have lunch at one o'clock. So that's something I look forward to. I know that seems silly, but I, I, I make food for them or they make food. And just the other day, I made like teriyaki meatballs in a slow cooker. Wow. I know that's a thing. I, yeah, yeah. I got to do all these things where I want to, I want to care about them mm-hmm. and I want to show them that I care about them because 
I, you can buy them luxury things and we can go out to lunch every single day, but there's something different about being able to really show up for somebody. Mm-hmm. You Showing know? up, yep. Yeah, yeah. And that's one thing I really look forward to. In this series of like giving and gratitude mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like giving materialistic things or whatever mm-hmm. is one thing, but like you're like really like you're, you're using your knowledge and you're giving and you're sharing and you're like like the, the just the two partnerships that you just or like the two relationships yeah. that you just talked about i was just like wow like you shared so much and mm-hmm. you were able to give so much and um that that I, I mean i don't even know how to word this but it's just like i i feel like that's like your way of like giving back to the world right exactly. even like the wedding cafe like the community you build yeah. and everything but now you're like working with these one-to-one relationships yeah. and that's amazing. That's, That's the thing I mean, right? About changing yeah, the yeah. world yeah. versus changing your, your world. world. Yep. Mm-hmm. Reverse, okay, 2012 to 2017, we adopted a village in Sri Lanka yes. through Eden yep. Love. That was changing the world. Mm-hmm. And that was great because we could really speak to that. That was our platform. This is how we as a community are changing this little village in Sri Lanka. But that had very little personal long-term effects. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to make sure that what I was engaging in every single day had personal long-term effects because Mm -hmm. that was the big shift for me. You can go in and talk about things that you're doing to change the world, but who are you trying to change the world for? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Was it just to write a really cool social media post? Was it just to write an email with really awesome photos and video? Mm -hmm. Or was it truly, because I care about these people in this Mm -hmm. remote village in Sri Lanka, which I do, but I have no connection with them anymore. Mm -hmm. So what can I truly do with this one life, Mm -hmm. this one 80, 90 year life that I'm going to have on this earth to make the biggest difference? And that was the, the greatest change for me is you really can't change the world, but you can change your world. Mm -hmm. And my world is Olivia. My world is Alyssa. My world is Karen and Roy. My world is, of course, Bryson and Chloe and my family. Mm -hmm. What can I do to change my world every single day, every single hour, every single minute? (sighs) That like is making me emotional. I I don't know why. I'm just like, that is so beautiful. And that's like something that I feel like people maybe realize late in life because people talk about that you know like you know grandparents will talk about that or whatever but then you don't hear it where you have like all these years to really like cultivate this yeah giving like you're giving your entire world your whole entire life Mm -hmm. to these like this very lucky group of people who you surround yourself with yeah yeah that and then their kids and like that ripple effect Mm -hmm. yeah and then they're gonna be able to give to someone else and yep. you know like you're you're changing your world but then you're affecting their world and then yeah that ripple effect oh it's mm-hmm. so amazing yeah i love that and like we talk about it all the time like that's our goal too yep. you know it's kind yeah. of like we we both have teams and and whatnot too and like just trying to navigate that and figure out how we can give or how we can show up yeah that's a big thing how we can show exactly. up exactly mm-hmm. yeah that's a big thing because you can choose how you're going to show up every single day yes right you can choose that mm-hmm. so yeah is it going to be a good day is it going to be a great day is it going to be an excellent day or is it going to be a terrible day i mean you can pick right because mm-hmm. however you show up is how your team comes to the table too yep if i come to the table and i kind of give them a look like well what do you wait no no, no that's where i said what of course, they're always going to harbor that and they're always going to feel fear. Mm-hmm. But if you can share and engage and welcome, it's like the wedding cafe community. Everybody comes to the table mm-hmm. and there is a seat for all of you. And we may not all agree. And that's OK. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's the best conversations that we can have. Mm-hmm. But we can all sit at the table. We can all break bread together. We can all feast 
together at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And that's really the lesson I think that I've learned through all of these business that I've had. And it is true that a lot of people will learn this later on in their life. But you got to remember, I started literally at 21, 22, like trying to get that job. Remember right out of college, I didn't have the time where I wanted to just cruise and kind of figure out life. So Mm -hmm. my whole world has been about business and growth and involvement and engagement. And we chose not to have children because Mm -hmm. that was never in the stars for me. Mm -hmm. So all of these little businesses were like little kids. Mm -hmm. And as they grow up, I realized they're good on their own. Mm -hmm. I did everything I could for this child. Mm -hmm. You're off to college. You are not going to college. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay too. That's okay. That's okay. Everybody has their own path. What I think is so beautiful too is that Bryson, every time like, I mean, he dropped you off today for the yeah. podcast. To go like, drop off orders. Yeah, <laughs> to come back. And, yeah, yeah, to come yeah, back yeah. in an hour. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh! Like the ultimate Instagram husband before there was even Instagram husband. Like the hype guy, like yeah. supportive. Like oh, yeah. I'm gonna cry talking about Bryson too. Just like he just like loves you so much. Yeah. It's yeah. so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean. I would imagine it would be hard to be married to somebody like one of us that's like just always on to the next thing or like yeah. always thinking and you know like just doesn't ever like chill. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. You yeah. have to marry a yeah. really special person. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But he has just always been like yeah. the yep. I mean, even yeah. with the craziest stuff. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. always been like, okay, like what, what do I need doing? to do? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Yep. Yeah. How yeah. can I help? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a really good foundation and it's really important to find a partner like that, right? Mm-hmm. That is going to be the realist and can really keep us grounded because I'll have these wild, crazy ideas, yep. but he will be the one to say, okay, so financially does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Long term, is this what you want to do? A year, five years, like what's our game plan in this? Mm-hmm. What's been really cool is through the pandemic, <clears throat> everything through our marriage has always been the, the ten of us, right? So whatever Tana wants to do, Bryson will kind of come along and support us, and, yeah. and, and love that. And, and you're right, like the ultimate hype guy. <clears throat> but through the pandemic, he started to go and figure out new things that he wanted to do through that year of May. Mm-hmm. And he really got into real estate, syndications, um, NFTs, cryptos. Like, so, like he got into a lot of things that he caused arbitrage, so just yep. selling different things. And he loves it. He found his own voice, his own space. And I think it's really, it's really healthy for our oh, relationship. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy to hear yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So he's now you really guys can too. support each other. And exactly. Things, yeah. Exactly. And we come together at the dinner table. It's not just, okay, let's talk about Olivia and Alyssa, which we love to talk about, but it's more than just Olivia and Alyssa, our two kids. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's all the things that he's interested in mm-hmm. and all the things that I'm interested in. And then when we come together, it's like, wow, I really like that. Or, oh, I don't really get that. Or I don't really understand that. And it's really good. You know, it's really good. We've been able to watch the news together. We talk politics together. There's a lot of things that I think now as our marriage becomes a little bit more seasoned, we can mm-hmm. talk about versus just the outside fluffy layer, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't want to get too deep because yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you're kind of scared of like what that person's going to see or how they're uh-huh. going to feel. And uh-huh. I'm kind of like already into this. And <laughs> now so far in the game, it's like we're really harvesting our friendship. And that's really important, I think, for long-term success Mm -hmm. in marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and now you guys are taking these long trips together and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when it's just us, it's like, what do you guys talk about? Sometimes we don't. But sometimes we can't stop talking. Sometimes it's just me. Sometimes it's just him. Uh But it's just, it's togetherness. Yeah, no. And that's something we never had because it was always me, Bryce, and the wedding cafe. Yeah. Me, Bryce, the wedding cafe, Elon. Me, Bryce, the wedding cafe, Chloe, you know, I mean, it was never just us. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. So beautiful. How many years? 18. This will be our wow. 18th year. Yeah. 
Whoa, fast, yeah. I know. Seriously. Fast, fast. Wow. All right. So, looking ahead to 2023, Mm because I know you're already in like 2024, probably. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What are some like things that you are looking forward to? 2023, I think I'm really looking forward to um, figuring out this is the problem, the challenge that I want to try to figure out is how I can even create more capacity for myself by doing less work. Well, if you find out, I'll pay for that consultation. I'll give you an example, right? So through Eden and love, when we do brick and mortar sales, there's a lot of one-on-one selling, oops, selling, working with customers, training a team, bringing in product. Since we closed our store in January, I met up with um, Carol, i.e. from Simply Home, and we designed a bag for her. And I said, would you be interested in carrying any of our products? I never did wholesale, but I think you would do really good with our toes. She goes, yeah, let's bring in a few. Since January, they have become our number one wholesaler where they carry, I mean, thousands of dollars worth of stuff. And they have a huge real estate for Eden Love in their store in the very front. And not just totes, dish towels, Swedish, I mean, like everything, the whole gamut. This holiday season was huge for them and for us, you know, just bringing in things. And if you think we would have never had that wholesale channel if we didn't close our stores. Mm -hmm. So that one customer, Simply Home, is like our largest code holder. Mm-hmm. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. how can we service that one channel versus servicing many? So my whole challenge is to figure out how I can continue to be one to one versus mm-hmm. one to many in everything that I'm doing. How mm-hmm. can I get more one to one? Because when I'm one to one, I think that I can be my richest, mm-hmm. my fullest and my greatest self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so that's, that's my awesome. challenge. Yeah, and everything. It's yeah. like where where am I where is my time going? What's uh-huh. sucking out things? And what are the things I don't want to do? And you yeah. know the things you don't want to do. You yeah. feel oh, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. The things I don't want to do, how can I actually start to eliminate that without any guilt, mm-hmm. without any resentment, without any fear? Mm-hmm. Because at this point there's nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only yeah. everything to gain if that's the way that we see it. And that's mm-hmm. the only way that I'm gonna choose to see it. So what can I do? What can I do at this point to actually gain more time, to gain more capacity, to hopefully think of what the next big thing is? And if there's not a big, the next big thing, maybe the next big thing is, is this. Yeah. Maybe it's life because mm-hmm. I've never really gotten to enjoy life. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that was, that That's was really so good. True. Yeah, good. That good, good. Yeah. That's 2023. That. Yes. That's amazing. We're stoked for you. Thank you. I know. We're so, oh, I just love the involvement of Tana because I, I just, I've loved every phase of Katana, yeah. every version of you've Tana. seen so many versions of yeah, me yeah but like i love this ver- yeah. version the most like yeah. you're just the yeah. most you it's so it's so beautiful to yeah. see yeah and it took though all of those evolvements mm-hmm. to figure out who me really is mm-hmm. i didn't know who i was yeah in my 20s i was still creating mm-hmm. tana in my 30s i was trying to refine mm-hmm. tana mm-hmm. in my 40s now i think it is a i'm comfortable with mm-hmm. who i am mm-hmm. and that contention is really sweet yeah you know yes, it's like yeah. there's no yearn for what's next or no yearn to be better than someone else there's no yearn to even scroll on social media to see what people are doing mm-hmm. there's just no there's no desire it's just I'm so content with who I am mm-hmm. in this space in my life. But I think it is because of all of these challenges and tribulations and, and pivots. And for me, it's the opportunities that I saw. And my God, I've had so many opportunities in my lifetime. 
Yeah. I'm a I'm a lucky, lucky girl. Mm-hmm. Like I have had a lot of opportunities. So at this point, if I coast, I'm gonna coast till I die. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I'll coast happy. Uh-huh. I will. Yeah. I'll coast uh-huh. happy. Yeah. 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 You're just so just like fulfilled, it yeah. seems. Like yeah. I just, feel very full where a lot yeah. of people feel empty. Yeah. Um there's a lot of bad things that are happening in the world, of course. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that are happening in these last three years, I think, have come to surface. But I think in my life, I've realized there's a lot of things that have come to service. Yes, maybe that were bad and it was really hard, but wow, what were the opportunities that we got out of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of cool shit do we actually do? Like, yeah. what kind of fun stuff do we do? Now, I love that you do the what can we do. Yeah, mm-hmm. always. Because we know what we, what, can, what we can't do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We just want to, we say we want to just really love unconditionally, want to laugh uncontrollably, and we want to live like there's no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. you can do those three things, Nothing else matters, right? Yeah. yeah. And nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay, so... Uh, that was okay, a good one, soundbite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way. Yeah. Um, what What is something that you, like, practice that mm-hmm. keeps you in the zone? Um, you know, just being your best self and yeah. being able to be a great leader and present. Like, what are some of the things that you do on, like, a daily or weekly basis that keep you there? Daily basis. Um, things that I do. Well, so I do meditate. I know. I don't know if that's the kind of answer you're looking for, but mm-hmm. let's be honest. I think, yes, yes, I meditate every single night. And when I meditate, it's it's really cool now because Chloe has been not doing so good and she's had kidney failure. I have a hand on her and I have a hand on my heart and that's always how we meditate. So mm-hmm. I can actually feel her heartbeat, um, which is really cool. And that centers me, that grounds me because at the end of the day, that's that's all that's important to me. Yeah. Um, but I mentioned the one o'clock lunches. Yep. Mm-hmm. So those are things that and if you daily. think about daily, yes, well, whenever we're all working, so probably five or six times a week, whenever we are together, it is the practice of giving. Mm-hmm. In my life, I have always created opportunities and abundance of people, but giving in this way is totally different. To be of service to other people is not something that I'm comfortable with. Hmm. So I practice that because I'm not good at it. I'm used to people would, wanting to get me a coffee and this, but to actually do things for other people, it's it's trained behavior that hmm. I have to learn and I have to teach myself to say it's 1245. I want my people to eat at one and I want to make sure that they feel that I care about, that I'm intentionally thinking of them. Mm-hmm. So I will plan out like tomorrow I have salmon fillets defrosting so I can make the salmon dish for them tomorrow. Oh I've been looking gosh. up all these toaster recipes. Yeah. I even practice this Brussels sprouts with potato mix that I'm going to, you know, big and so those kinds of things I think are daily and weekly things that I'm doing to teach myself to be of service to others because that's not my love language. And because it's not my love mm-hmm. language, I don't know how to receive it and I don't know how to give it. That's so, so weird that you say that because when I think of giving, I think of you. Like honestly, because you've built giving into your businesses. When like we the thought way- of these episodes, yes. like, yeah. Yeah. Hannah. yeah. Yeah. I want to say something. I want to be really honest. When you think about giving, I think a big thing that I realized is why was I giving? Was I giving for the fame? Was I giving for the glory? Was I giving to have a really good story to write? Mm. And that's a different kind of giving. So when you realize why you're giving, who you're giving to, everything shifts. And mm. that's a big thing, right? Because a lot of yeah. people give, but why are you actually giving? Like when you see people write these big checks, so what does that what does that organization actually mean to you? They don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't know. Right, yeah. right, and right. when Just I was doing those things, yeah, mm-hmm. I was giving out tons, tons to different organizations. I realized 
wow, I don't even know what, I don't even know what you do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But you reached yeah. out for a donation, mm-hmm. so I'm going to do this because I can. Because yeah. I can. Because yeah. I can, right? But yeah, because I don't want to look but, like I'm not yeah. grateful. Yeah. But you, <laughs> yeah. don't, you don't have to. It has to make sense to you. And when it makes sense to you and it vibrates with your soul and it beats with your heart, everything is just in alignment. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. So I know that seems like a small practice that I do, but preparing a meal for other people is very out, right like what i don't even yes. know yes. you that's Huge, very yeah. outside of me it's very i would i cater a lunch let's all go to lunch and i'll pay for everything yep. but to actually be of service in that way and not just to warm it up or to prepare it but to think about it before and to think of other people is something that i have to practice every single day that's that's so much deeper because yeah you can have that lunch at one mm-hmm. but then you're saying yeah you're thinking ahead you're like planning and prepping and you want to show up yeah, yeah oh like, yeah. yeah i'm like sketching out what it's gonna look like and i have menu planning <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. i gotta figure out where to buy things and yeah, yeah. when to actually you know turn on the toster and then yeah, warm yeah, this yeah, and like, it's, time everything out yeah, yeah i gotta mix it in the olive oil before i go oh like there's a lot of God. preparation but it's because that's a way that i can show how much i love this team mm. and that five years ago was not me mm-hmm. 10 years ago mm-hmm. was not me right i mm-hmm. would i no problem catering no yeah. problem taking a rent to lunch no yeah. problem put it on my card yeah. mm-hmm. but it's not about monetary giving mm-hmm. it's about soul giving and yeah. i had to find that within myself because it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. i'm not a cook mm-hmm. and not only that okay here's the second part of that having lunch with everyone you got to sit at the table and you have to care and you got to talk <laughs> normally i can just be like everyone eat i'll be on my computer everybody eat oh i gotta i gotta zoom i gotta zoom Mm -hmm. but to actually sit there and engage and ask about their children Mm -hmm. and follow up and remember what did they say yesterday about their child that i can bring up today Mm -hmm. is a big deal Mm -hmm. it's a big deal and that's that's a practice that's Mm -hmm. a practice it is it's just like meditating Mm -hmm. it is because you are giving and you're receiving, you're giving, receiving, you're giving, receiving. And the more you're giving in a very intentional, strategic way, the more they're giving back to you and you're receiving that. That's amazing. And we are yeah. all raising up together. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And it's forcing you to be present. And that's the whole point mm-hmm. of meditation, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. it's you're, you're there. You're mm-hmm. there with them, looking mm-hmm. them in the eye, mm-hmm. asking them, listening. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. I want that yeah. lunch no, every day. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's not like a potluck lunch or where are we going to go today or what are we going to buy? It yeah. really no, it, is a, amazing. I'm going to prepare this for you today. Mm-hmm. So I actually have everything mapped out for the whole month. Oh, like, of course, with little tabs on yeah, my calendar yeah, uh-huh. of what it's going to be, but that's important to me. But it's just that that extra step is like just another way of showing mm-hmm. that you care and you're showing up and mm-hmm. that I would that is yep. not in my wheelhouse. That's mm-hmm. important yes. to say. Yes. That's not what I would normally do. So mm-hmm. to do it is my way of practicing how do I give? How do I stay present? How do I give intentionally? How do I stay focused? How do I show love and gratitude for this team? Because I could easily, you can cater every single day. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can get, take, I get Young's Cobby, I can eat Young's Cobby every single yeah, day, yeah, but, yeah. which I love Young's Cobby, a shout out to Young's yeah, yeah, yeah. But you. But it's different when you actually take the time mm-hmm. to think of other people. Mm. And that wasn't me 10 years ago. And that translates to everything. Yep. Your business relationships, your personal relationships, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, yeah. I'm like taking notes. Yay. I'm going to re-listen to this episode. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, oh. 
I just want to be there. I want to be lunch there at one. where you are. Hey, that would be a podcast. Lunch at one. Lunch, lunch at one. one. Yeah, lunch at well, one. we don't need to monetize everything we love. Yeah, though. that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Shoot, I Do it if you love it. Do it if you love it. Do it if you love it. I <laughs> my own advice. Like, oh, that's such a great idea. Lunch at one. Oh, well, that's so good. That's like, yeah. Uh-huh. I f- yeah, I feel like we could talk to you forever, yeah. and I like miss our talks, and I, I we need to we need to catch up for sure. We, we will, do. Yes. Yes, we absolutely. Yes. absolutely. But I just I am like I have the most love and admiration for you, Thank like you. I always have, and like especially Thank now, you. like just oh, it's so beautiful, and I just. I just, we need more Tana in our lives is what mm-hmm. we, how do we need. How do we share more of this? Without, yeah, without yeah. you doing yeah, any yeah, more work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the greatest thing is it's just, it's just speaking honestly, right? Yes. Everyone has a story and everyone has a great story. Yeah. But if people aren't comfortable sharing it, the goods, the bads, the mm-hmm. ugly, the beautiful, you're never going to learn. We're never going to grow. But there's so much that we can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. All of your stories. If we said, okay, Andrew, your turn. Okay, Kobe, your turn. We'd all be like, oh my God, that was so amazing. Mm-hmm. But we have to be vulnerable enough mm-hmm. and comfortable with our own skin to be able to go to that space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I hope we can do that more with this podcast. For we, sure. We don't really know yeah. what we're no, doing this, with this. This is such a special episode yeah. because I look up to Kobe as, you know, my good friend, business mentor, all of that. Yeah. And then she looks up to you. And then, yeah, I've, yeah. I've known you for a long time, but we never really connected yeah. in a sense. Yeah. I felt like, I mean, I was so young back then, you know, just like eager to learn everything and whatnot. Yeah. And we never so really young. connected. Yeah. And I was honestly yeah. intimidated by you. What? Yes. Me? Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, oh my me? gosh, Tana's doing everything. Oh, like, I, like mm-hmm. I don't know. I still feel that way. Like, I'm, no, I'm here listening and no. I even texted Kobe. I was like, I'm Kobe, nervous. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. <laughs> sweating. Maybe that's why I broke oh, out. Oh, yeah. But I was just like, no. oh man, like I was looking forward to this episode. And good, it's yeah. good. it's gonna be a good one. Mm-hmm. It's, gonna it's be a, a good, good one. one. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to share it, and yeah. I can't wait to just have more conversations with yeah. you. Yeah, lunch at one. Lunch at one. <laughs> Everyone should come. Lunch at one. <laughs> Tomorrow's salmon fillets. Yes. Oh my god, I'm there. Booking my flight right <laughs> yeah. now. Oh <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much. Of course, we love of you so so much. My pleasure. And just can't wait to keep following your journey. So if people do want to follow your journey to Eden and Love on yep. Instagram. Yep. yep. Tana really doesn't want to be like found. So yeah, 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 like, yeah. Normally Just we ask like where love. can they find you? <laughs> Nowhere. In Alaska. That's it. Yeah, in Alaska with some moose. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly where I'll be. Yeah, I'm going to be in Amsterdam for Christmas. Oh. So you'll find me there. <gasps> Amsterdam yeah. and Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's going to be crazy. Be, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. So you'll find me in Amsterdam. Okay. In yeah, maybe some kind of coffee shop. <laughs> not doing but work. Not, and not having coffee. And I'm not on Instagram, so we yeah, yeah. You won't. You won't know. Yeah, yeah. So we yeah, won't know. Yeah. yeah, we just have to do a follow-up episode. <laughs> thank you so much, Tana. Of course. Thank, thank you, you so thank much you. for having me. Thank you for watching. So do all the things like like, subscribe, and follow us for more content. Bye.